Hey everyone, and welcome to another installment of the weekly catch up podcast. It's Wednesday, January 13, 2021, and this is the 62nd episode of our humble little show. I'm your host, Carson Gibbons, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend, Mr. B Rad Colvin. That'd be me, Mr. B Rad. <laughs> We're off hiatus. We're off winter break, baby. We're back. I got a lot to get into with you. <laughs> we, we have a lot to report back on, man. It's been a wild few weeks. Yeah, we last recorded uh, December 23, I believe it was. So it's been, I don't know, is this the longest that we've gone without recording an episode since we started? Yes, absolutely. We were officially in our third year, calendar year of the show. Wow. When you think about it, 19, yeah. 20, 21, baby. Wow. Look at us. All right. Well, I've been waiting uh, almost a month to hear you say, let's get it. So let's get it, baby. Let's get it. It's the weekly catch up with Carson and Brad. Here to talk about the week we done had. It could be sports, religion, politics. We keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci, how they deep in their bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday, we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tots and bots, um, <laughs> I guess I should explain why it took us a while to come back with a new episode. Um, I last left you guys off with hopes that my dad would uh, be heading home from the hospital, and unfortunately, he is still there. Um, and... Yeah, a lot, a lot's gone on since then. We've had a lot of setbacks. Um, we've had small victories. And so I can just kind of walk you guys through what's going on. And uh, again, all the prayers are appreciated. Um, and yeah, I, it's just been a lot. But um, I also got engaged between last episode and this one. And I guess I need to explain, like, I, I knew I was about to propose to Courtney and at the time, you, you know, I'm thinking that my dad might be getting out of the hospital and able to make it by proposal time. And I'm really excited about that. And last episode, you know, I'm, I'm saying, oh, he's going to be coming home soon. Well, um, they ended up giving him a CPAP at night and he had some sort of panic attack and was throwing it off. And uh, things kind of just went downhill from there. And he, his oxygen levels got really low. So they had to take him to the ICU just in case they needed to intubate him. Uh, they didn't do that right away, but he is currently in, intubated and sedated. Um, he ended up getting pneumonia in the hospital and also sepsis. And if you're like me, who doesn't know much about you know certain uh, diseases or viruses or, or you know whatever's going on, whenever I'm googling sepsis, that's really freaking me out. Like if you're a listener and you don't know what that is, and you do a quick Google search, it's not looking good. Um, my dad's been fighting hard, uh, but he's currently on the ventilator. And um, I'd like to report that in the past two days, they say, they say he no longer has sepsis. And so that's awesome. Like that is huge and brings me a lot of relief. Um, he still has pneumonia and that, that's why he's still on the ventilator. You know, it's really taken up his lungs and he's not being able to get enough oxygen on his own. Um, I, I will say they have the ventilator cranked up to 100 
Uh, they were able to move it down to 90% today, and they're wanting it to get down to 40% uh, before he is extubated. Okay, so uh, again, I would love for you guys to continue praying for him and sending your well wishes. Uh, you know, I, 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 I think if you listen back to the last episode, it can come across like I'm really downplaying it and I'm really upbeat and really optimistic. And that's something that I'm still trying to be. Um, I don't want to be irresponsible whenever I come on here or be misleading or anything like that. I know exactly how serious COVID is. And that was before my dad even got it because I had it. And I know it's crazy. Um, But also last episode that we recorded, my dad was not sedated and he was still listening to our episodes in the hospital. And from all the news and texts and calls that he had been receiving, it was just really important to me for myself to stay upbeat, you know, especially on the podcast. Like, you know, as soon as we upload it, he gets a notification and he's the first one that probably listens to the majority of our episodes. Um, And so it was really important for me to come on to last episode and be really upbeat and say, Hey, you know, like we appreciate the prayers, but my dad's going to be all right. Um, I wanted him to hear that coming from me. Um, I know things have taken a turn. And so, you know, I'm coming back on here and I'm saying, Hey, it's not like we expected, but I still would like to remain optimistic and I'm still going to be hopeful. Um, and I think, you know, like I said a couple minutes ago, getting rid of the sepsis is huge and he has the antibiotics that's going to be fighting off the pneumonia. And I'd, I'd really like to hope and pray that, uh, they're able to turn down the ventilator, uh, with each day. I I know it doesn't happen overnight, and so it's something that I'm just going to be patient about. And I know many of the listeners have reached out to me because they're like, hey, where's the episode? And then I've already let many of you know what's going on with my dad. So I definitely appreciate all of you checking in and saying that you're thinking of me and my dad and our family. Um, That's been awesome. Uh, But I want you to know that I'm still going to continue staying optimistic. And uh, that's just kind of where we're at right now. I appreciate you uh, kind of bringing us in to, to share that. I know that that's kind of been top of your mind, especially as it relates to whether or not, you know, uh, we could do the show on a weekly basis during this process. Because mm-hmm. I think what we're what we're acknowledging, Tots, is that we had intentions to do the show, you know, earlier in the year than than today. And it just didn't seem quite fair or resolved enough to be able to comment when things were so murky, I guess, initially. Yeah, And and I'll say you and I hung out over this past weekend, like, and that was really meaningful to me. Um, And, you know, we did talk and I kind of discussed my thoughts about not doing an episode and everything. And I I just really appreciate that, you know, I was able to hang out with you outside of the podcast and just kind of express some of the things that I've been going through and some of the fears and and hopes and um, just being, you know, making me laugh, us watching really crappy comedians on Amazon, <laughs> Amazon Prime all day. Like that, that was, that really meant a lot to we me. We just went so. on a comedian review for like <laughs> yeah. four hours. We'd like, watch like the first five minutes. Like, this is what you're opening with? Yeah. <laughs> like we, we just kept, every time I would exit out, it'd be like, sorry, Josh. Sorry, Ari. Yeah. Sorry, Brett. Sorry, Michael. <laughs> sorry, Sam. Oh, man. Yeah, it was terrible. But that, that was a really, nice day in which I could get out of my house and, and come over and just, uh, unwind a little bit. So just want you to know and, uh, tell you on air how appreciative I am of that. Um, 
Well, for sure, man. Like, that was I, really nice. I can't speculate on what this is quite like because when I replace your dad with my dad, you know, in that situation, I'm like, I don't know what my mindset would be. I don't know yeah. what my uh, desire would be to just go and broadcast my emotions and feelings to the world and have it time stamped and knowing that things, things aren't likely to change. They will change. They will always change. Yeah. And the, the forecast that you give today is not what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I leave my phone on at all times. I don't turn, I don't put it on do not disturb anymore. Cause, um, just waiting on updates and never really know what kind of news I'm going to be receiving on the phone. But, um, yeah, so that can be stressful at times, but, uh, you know, a big worry of mine was, was how optimistic and everything that I had said last episode and then coming back and having to eat crow and, and give you guys the news now. Um, yeah, you're not eating any crow. You didn't say anything outlandish. I know. Uh, you asked for more positive reinforcement and lighthearted appeal in people's outreach to you. Yeah. And fewer yeah. of the, you know, witch, witchcraft, medicine, doctor, whatever, <laughs> um, you know, periodicals or articles that were being sent your way from Dr. Oz and was sure. flipping past Dr. Oz this week. And I thought of you. I'm like, yeah. ah. Yeah, there it is. Snake, yeah. snake oil. Uh, in that regard, I still 100% uh, <laughs> feel that way. Um, Double down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and people have kind of uh, stopped doing that. So that's appreciated. But every, everybody's saying that they're praying and, and reaching out to me. That is 100% appreciated, even if I don't respond right away or if I'm kind of short. Sometimes um, I'm still waiting to hear on news and I don't really want to report back or you know, sometimes it's just a lot because I still have a lot of people reaching out. Um, my stepmom's back home, Shelly. Oh, out. really? Yeah, she's back home. And so we've both kind of been uh, updating people. And so it's it's nice to have her back. And we kind of tag team and update family members and close friends and stuff like that. What does that now mean for her dad's situation? So her dad, uh, our pappy, is currently in Texas with her brother. Oh, okay. okay so. Um, yeah, I mean, wow, we've had my brother's wedding since um, all this went down. And unfortunately, uh, our pappy wasn't able to go to the wedding. He had gotten uh, a scratch that hurt him pretty pretty bad. He's, he's older and has diabetes. And so his skin, uh, Shelly was saying last night, is almost like tissue paper, like very sensitive. Mm. Um, and so got scratched by the dog and um, had a poor reaction to that and wasn't able to make it to the wedding. Um, but I will say, you know, the wedding was lovely. I was worried about my brother. Um, he had just gotten carpal tunnel surgery. I'm like, well, yeah, he's getting married. <laughs> right, why not? Um, of course we're worried. <laughs> dude, at, at the end of the wedding for like their send off, they got on uh, the lake at, in hot springs, uh, and, um, at Yorktown Bay and they started canoeing across the lake. And I'm like, dude, you just had surgery, man. Like I was worried about him, but they made it. And, they're back. Uh, they're back in Colorado, and they're hitched, and uh, it was really nice. Uh, he just canoed to Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they just like, canoed across. Where's the motor? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, Pappy wasn't able to go to that, but we are thinking he's doing better now, and he's with uh, Shelly's brother. And so, if you guys are praying, people, and want to keep him in your prayers too, that's appreciated. Um, but he's doing all right at the moment, so I appreciate you asking. Yeah, I I'm glad that that was the news that was delivered. So 
you've mentioned a lot of things. Um, I think that we're starting to jump a little out of order because I want to, I want to just start back over from the last episode and kind of chronologically walk through some of the things that have happened in both of our lives. Right. Um, but to kind of tie off, uh, the conversation about Dean with a ribbon, uh, what is, what is your sheepishness level here? Where, like, what are you, what do you feel silly about from last episode? Was it just your demeanor towards COVID? And then it's, yeah, it's, he's having a harder fight with it than we anticipated. Right, that's exactly it. And I and I know I kind of downplayed it whenever I got it, and you and I made jokes about, oh, I almost gave it to you and everything. Um, and so I, I just need to make it clear that I do take it more seriously than maybe <laughs> you and I led on. Oh, uh, yeah, and that's like very important to me. Uh, I mean, you know that because a lot of our conversation outside of this too. But just for the casual listener or anybody like that. Um, that only hears what we say whenever we're recording. It's just important for me to say that like I've, I have been taking it seriously and you know how bad I felt uh, that one night before I was diagnosed with it and everything. Um, And so, yeah, coming back here and explaining all of that is a little difficult for me. And I I didn't want to speak. So um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but um yeah, just I just wanted to come here and be a little bit more serious about it is all. I gotcha. Yeah. I mean it even though this is probably the first episode we will have ever done that Dean's not consuming in real time, I know that he's gonna have a listen to this one yeah. and he'll get a good chuckle out of something that we say. And uh, you know, it, it'll there's something to be said for bearing witness during these times and it, it really crystallizes like what is this podcast when like, when do we feel comfortable and confident with this thing? Like when mm-hmm. stuff's going well and we just got off a trip and we want to report back to our friends on the show. But what what happens when real stuff happens and like yeah. parents in the hospital or a grandparent dies? Like, mm-hmm. is this our diary or is this a produced show that we put out in a curated fashion? Like, what, what are we doing? Right. And so another part of me is like, well, I'm also not trying to sensationalize this. And like, there are real emotions that I'm still trying to pick through. Um and just living moment to moment kind of waiting on news about my dad is also like i mean i told you before we began recording today it's like hey i have to keep my phone on today just in case i receive a phone call because that's just kind of been the situation lately is i'll I'll be doing something and i'll receive an update and uh get to know what's going on with them so um there's never a part of me that is scared to share um our losses or uh whenever dudes are down bad right i showed you some of those videos <laughs> down bad patrol <laughs> uh just just whenever you know i'm not i don't come here just to share our victories uh, at the same time i i at least in this situation i needed a little bit more time to see how i'm feeling and kind of uh it's an emotional thing for me and it still is and that's something that I just needed to sort through. So it's never like, oh, well, I don't want to come on here and share bad news. But with the way that I was talking last episode, plus still not out of the woods, still mulling through everything that's going on and trying to you know, figure out how my dad's going to be and, and what the timeline is there and everything, um, just needed a little bit more time to work through it. So that, that's just my stance on it. I, I, I never want to come in here and, and shy away from those things but i also need to know 
where I stand on it and how I'm feeling about it. And I need to process a little bit more before, before. So this is truly one of the most dynamic situations in life as well, where like most situations, most issues, you know, where you stand and you know what your general opinion is on something, Mm -hmm. even if it's a lack of information in that particular moment with this situation, everyone's experiencing lack of information, right? You know, like the doctor staff that's then calling, you know, your stepmom who's calling you and now we're playing rumor game. And like, it's, I, I got to give it up to you for, you know, really adulting during this time period. Like I, I sometimes when people say like, I got to keep my phone on all the time now. Like I don't, I don't even have do not disturb time. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like every parent that's probably listening to this is probably like, Oh yeah, that's just life. That's just life. Once you, uh, you know, have a child that, you know, is going to be separated from you and has access to mobile phones and yeah. needs to get a hold of you in the bat line and whatnot. But okay. Well, uh, Again, speedy recovery to Dean. Um, yeah, Dad. And when you listen to this, I just want you to know how much I love you. Can't wait to hang out. Carson and I have already been talking about playing ping pong. We're ready. And we're not going to go easy on you. Oh, destroy you, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, I appreciate you uh, sharing that with the tots. Um, we'll be right back. All right, folks. Thanks for humoring us with a quick break. We just wanted to take a quick pit stop and... Um, I'm now going to launch into a line of questioning about something that you just said. Okay. You got engaged. (laughs) Yeah, man. So you, you were teasing us about this. In fact, on the 23rd in episode number 61, you went further than I was expecting you to. (laughs) I think it was my only comment after the show was like, good thing she doesn't listen because you're like, yeah, New Year's Eve. I'm going to give her all her gifts on New Year's well, Eve. And she, I mean, cause that's only because I she was working Christmas Day. I spent Christmas Day with you, buddy. Right. But as someone that was guarding a secret, <laughs> it made me feel I'm like, oh, it's yeah, a little close to home. For a while. But I mean, it's been a staple on the show that we say, or maybe it's not a staple on the show, but we, you and I both know Courtney doesn't listen. And I prefer it that way. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, you know, just did a little teaser, gave you a little side eye as I was saying that. And, um, Okay, so let's start over at the 23rd. The 23rd was the Wednesday prior to Christmas. Uh, Thursday night, Christmas Eve, yeah. I went up to Plano, had a lovely dinner with the parents and Meredith at 60 Vines, and then we did uh, family Christmas back at the house that evening. Mm-hmm. On Christmas Day, I got to see you. Yeah. I had a bunch of people over to my mom and dad's house. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, good good Christmas. Um, 27th, you go up to Hot Springs. Yeah. Um. Yes. Yeah. I wake up at three thirty a.m. I drive to my aunt Mindy's house, and we ride up to Hot Springs, Arkansas, at Camp Yorktown Bay. And as soon as I get there, I change into my suit and ready to go for the wedding. How was that? It was great. It was different. Um, we had it at so we. I don't know where they were originally going to have it. I don't know if they were going to have it inside the camp. We had it right outside the camp. We have some family friends that own property, like right outside the gate that says, welcome to Camp Yorktown. And um, we had it like in their front yard. It's uh, a lot of trees and it looked really nice in the fall. It was really cool. But what was interesting is that uh, as the guests were coming in, they'd take their seats and in front of them, were these uh, miniature fire pits and the it was a very cold day um and so they have these fire pits and then behind us behind the bride and groom 
uh, is a giant bonfire. And so we have these miniature bonfires and they're all smoky. And so I'm like, oh, dude, like this is kind of strange. I, I think it's going to turn out cool, though. And looking at the pictures, like it looks B.A. Uh, <laughs> it's like, what's going on here? Like I turned to one of Steven's friends who was a groomsman and I'm like, dude, the ritual's about to begin <laughs> because there's just like fire going on everywhere. Um, it's like, get ready for the sacrifice. Sacrifice the human. <laughs> yeah. And so it was just uh, strange in that way, but ended up being very cool. And uh, in front of each uh, group of chairs, there was a uh, staff and you set that on fire and then we all took it to the unity bonfire and they lit a huge bonfire and then there was fire going behind that and uh it was a great time it was awesome <laughs> and then hot springs burned to the ground <laughs> yeah right yeah no no um no gender baby reveal uh type catastrophes right it wasn't a gender baby reveal too, was it? <laughs> no, no, not at the I was wedding. Like, Where are you going with that? No, but I'm saying because those caused She's all like, the... like, I do. It's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I just meant... She's because... like, we do. <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. I, uh, you went there. I don't know why you went there. No, because no, I, I started all the fires. Right, right. Yeah. Remember, and, and they, some... they shot the thing and... Uh, and caused all the fires i think in like california or something like that yeah and there's other catastrophes that have happened too because of ginger baby yeah like people are trying to get super crafty with them and have these explosives and it's been starting like forest fires can i just tell you that my favorite gender reveal video like you know compilations are when the dad gets a girl in his physically I obviously upset i hate that like that makes my but, stomach that makes my heart hurt but it it can be funny in the right moment yeah i think there are some funny ones but whenever he's like legitimately throwing a fit it's like bro this is your offspring man like yeah tighten, tighten up at least you got to learn to fake it at least yeah <laughs> i don't know i don't know crazy couldn't be you right you just hope that the first one's a boy and then tie those <laughs> tubes baby <laughs> okay uh so good wedding um, yeah and great then wedding and came, us... came back that same day okay and so i pass out when i get home and so i guess the 28th um man i i don't even, it's kind of all been a blur i can't remember which days i received. you don't have to tell us about every day but i wanted to sequentially kind of walk through yeah the, the, the next that... few days you know i'm on christmas break <laughs> take and, us to the day that matters <laughs> right and so i'm chilling just kind of waiting on news about my dad and then also prepping and just psyching myself up for this awesome day um so the 31st rolls around um i had gotten my mom to come down and decorate our little private area that I had rented at the Dallas Arboretum. Um, and I invited uh, Courtney's family or her parents, I mean, and my parents and then a few of our close friends. And um, but anyway, my mom gets there early and is like decorating and everything, which was super appreciated. Thank you, mom. Um, it was awesome. But I get to Courtney's house in the afternoon and I, she, she knew that she was getting her Christmas gifts and I told her, Hey, we have to be somewhere at a certain time. Need you to uh, dress up a little. It's going to be cold. We're going to be outside, but it's only going to be for like an hour. And she's like, okay. Um, so I get to her place and then I tell her, okay, so we're going to have a photo shoot. And I say it as like, 
just because we, her and I do random things anyway. And I'm like, we need to have some awesome picture of us. I want to stunt on the gram, you know, like <laughs> I just, I want, I want us to be looking right. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, I know it's a rainy day. I think it can still turn out nice. I have some umbrellas for us. Um, the photographer, you know, she's booked the next few weekends. It, it, I don't know if we would be able to find time if we don't do it today. So I'm hype about it. Hopefully you're excited about it. And she's like, Oh yeah, I'm totally down. Like that's just the type of person she is. Um, she's always game. That's why I love her. And, um, so we get in the car, we're driving to the Arboretum. Uh, we get there and we're waiting under this awning. It's pouring down rain. Like nobody is at this venue. Honestly, I probably didn't have to spend the money on the private area. We probably just could have <laughs> snuck in there because like this place is empty, uh, except for our family's cars. So I see her family. I see her parents' car and I like speed through it. And she's like, Hey, no, you're supposed to park over there. I'm like, okay, well I'll, I'll turn around. Like, and so I just park a ways away from it. Um, she never saw it, which is good. So we get into the park. We're waiting under this awning for the photographer. Photographer gets there and the photographer knows what's going down. I had been, uh, talking with her for like two months, uh, and just kind of letting her know the plan, letting her know that there was a private area and just to be ready for whenever I get down on the knee. And so we go throughout the park as it's raining. We take some cutesy pictures going around and the photographer's like, okay, I think we should go this way, but it's apparent that she doesn't know where the private area is. And I've only been there once the day that I went to go check out the areas to book. And I came through a different entrance. It also wasn't raining that day. I'm also not good with directions. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's go this way. And so her and I are both trying to like code, where is this place? Um, and so I'm like, I think it's over here. And she's, and she's like, oh, well, let's keep going this way. And so we walk past it and we see a group of people who end up being our family and uh, Courtney still doesn't see it. So we move back and she's like, ah, let me go check down here. She's like, okay, I finally found it. And so um, she's like, okay, you guys walk down these stairs and uh, Courtney, you know, Brad, just get together, look cute, be smiling, look at each other, you know, giving us all the cues that a photographer would. And um, then I, I, the private area that I got was this nice greenery with a fountain as the backdrop, really nice fountain. And my mom had gotten there early and had gotten flower petals and shaped them in the form of a heart. And it looked very nice. As soon as Courtney saw that, she was like, I know what's going on. She yeah. didn't say it. <laughs> she didn't say it at the moment, but we're walking down the stairs. She sees the heart and she knows what's going on. So I, we walk into the front of the fountain. I begin giving my spiel, telling her how much I love her, how much she means to me. And she looks at me and she's like, I knew it. <laughs> she's like, ah, I knew it. Uh, yeah. So she knew as, as soon, she had her suspicions. I've talked with some of her coworkers since then. And uh, she had her suspicions about New Year's Eve, but then she had kind of like talked herself out of it. But whenever we had come down and she had seen the decoration, she's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is happening. And so she's like laughing the whole time. And this is uh, while I'm giving her spiel. She seems really happy, but I'm like, dang, no tears or anything. <laughs> but as soon as I get down on my knee, man, the water work starts coming. And um, she's uh, overwhelming. Yes, she's, I stand up. She's giving me a hug. And she has. she's been so wrapped up in this moment. She doesn't see that our family has come out. And they're all recording this moment and everything. And she's just like crying into my chest. And I'm like, oh, 
but Courtney, who are those people? And mm. she looks and then she is like, I didn't think she could be crying more, but she's just like sobbing at this point. And she's just so overwhelmed and like feeling the love. And uh, that was awesome. And so they all come out and we all take pictures together. And then we, um, the photographer had left for a little while and our family's like wrapping up. We had gotten the flower petals all cleaned up and everything. And we're walking up the stairs, getting ready to leave. And the photographer's like, Hey, I just wanted to stick around uh, and see if you and Courtney wanted to take some more pictures, like with the ring and everything. So I thought that was awesome. She had left and then decided to come back and wanted to get more pictures. We got some really good ones that, uh, if you're following me on Facebook or Instagram, uh, you might've seen them. And uh, I'm really happy with the way they turned out. So is Courtney. And because it was a rainy day, uh, I think they I think it's more unique than uh, some other stuff that I've seen. It kind of makes ours a little <laughs> special. We can look back on this day and and think back on the adventure that I told her that we would be doing that morning. And um, yeah, man, it was awesome. It was the proposal was great. Uh, we left the venue and ended up going to eat at Omalines, owned by past guests shannon and austin odom and man that food was immaculate it was so good um i yeah so i had hyped them up before just because i had had their home cooking but let me tell you that restaurant if you can make it out there it is delicious were you like the only table in the building or something um no but they did uh do like a special thing for us they brought us out uh um uh, so for New Year's Eve, they had a special like you purchase the entire meal. So that's like an, an appetizer, entree, uh, dessert type thing. It was like a four course meal. There was a salad. And um, so you didn't really get to choose. But whenever they brought our dessert out, they had sparklers going from it. And they had written a really nice card. Uh, congratulations, because they knew that I was going to be proposing that day. And uh, the staff had signed it. And it was it was a really sweet moment. And then they announced to the entire restaurant that we had gotten engaged. And that was another cool little thing that happened. It sounds like you just nailed this, man. Like it, it seems like um, it was a, a romantic proposal done in seemingly private circumstances. Um, and then she was so overcome with emotion <laughs> that she didn't even notice the people that were there to immediately celebrate. With and, you. and that's what was amazing is because like, okay, she... Once she saw the decoration, she's like, oh, okay, I know what's going on. But she still had no idea that my mom and Brian had driven down from Austin. She had no idea that, you know, her parents and brothers were going to be showing up. My brother and uh, now sister-in-law came and nice. they showed up. So they had just gotten done getting married and they were able to make it down. And um, yeah, so it was a really, really awesome moment. Um, That's legit. And then you, it's like she got to immediately pay it off with, uh, immediate gratification of like sharing the moment with her family yeah. and then going to see her friends, Shannon and Austin, mm -hmm. like, and then getting the public announced. I don't know. It's just like a nice lot happened that night. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that could have gone south, especially with the, how the weather was that day. I mean, she and could so... have said no. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. We knew that. Was... <laughs> yeah, we knew that I've was seen it happen thing. when I was a oh, kid. Oh, no. I know that. I know that's a possibility, like, for. The general public i'll never forget being at a texas rangers game as a child oh, no. and a guy proposed the... at the happening on the jumbotron oh. and she threw her dr pepper in his face and Ouch. left him that's crazy yeah yeah that's um, another fun compilation to look up like proposals gone wrong <laughs> yeah i wouldn't have planned it out like i did had i thought that was a possibility well of course not yeah 
but um yeah Dude, congratulations thank you so much it, it's been amazing those pictures are dope by the yeah. way thank you i really appreciate i've that. seen a lot of those circulating on social media and um yeah hard to think that she didn't have some idea when mm-hmm. things were getting especially weird with the yeah. photographer and like right. sourcing this particular location she had her suspicions but man i tell you i played it coolly like i didn't give her any reason uh you know because a lot of people were like well wouldn't you like reschedule but i was like oh yeah you know i i got a good discount we which i didn't but (laughs) you know (laughs) i was like you know she's booked for a long time we have nothing better to do uh, the things that i have planned for you are later this evening anyway like i very much downplayed it and that did cause some doubt and, and and so she she was never really certain until she had seen the decorations and then then she knew so perfectly played yes very yeah. very happy with how the day went wow you could write you could write books or self-help stuff for guys that can't that are not very emotive mm-hmm. and um you know what if you what if you set up a website where it was like original love letters mm. authored by Brad, ghost authored by Brad? Yeah. At, or it's like you, you give me your background and you're like your situation right. and I'll make it uh, pop. And, and you'll make it pop for Liz or Karen or Samantha or I'm, whoever it is. I'm a proposal planner. You have the wedding planner. Yeah. You're like hitch for sealing the deal. Mm. The big deal. I like that. Give me your money. Yeah. And I'm just Kevin James over here like, (laughs) I don't think I should do it. (laughs) (laughs) Just fat and dancing to Ursher, baby. That's great. That's a good movie. So you've just been a mixture of On Cloud Nine mixed with the emotions of your dad's stuff for the last couple of weeks then. It's been very strange. That's got to be very conflicting information. Yeah. That you're trying to process. Yeah. Just uh, doing my best to compartmentalize it all. And, um, yeah, I, there, there are moments where I'm celebrating and, uh, Courtney and I are still high from the proposal, you know, we're, we're still feeling great. Um, but then there's times where we get serious or a little down too, and that's okay. Just that's life. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that you've said that, you know, her display of support oh, man, during this time has been unparalleled. Yeah. She, um, I hate to find out under these circumstances, but Courtney is my ride or die and she is there for me and, um, could not have asked for a better partner. So she liked that rock too. Oh, you know, she did. <laughs> <laughs> I showed you, you were the fir- one of the first ones to see that rock. Yeah. I was pretty impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I did. All right. <laughs> you showed it to everybody on Christmas day and mm-hmm. it had that little, light in the ring box and everybody was like so fascinated by that yeah uh, whenever you open it up there was a light that would shine down on the ring um i was more impressed by the ring but (laughs) yeah me too but it was like it's like apple packaging like Mm -hmm. you know the way it can be it can be total presentation something the presentation matters dude opening an apple product is unlike anything else yeah like the the packaging and the thought and how high end it all is. Well, I saw a post that said, um, "I don't know who needs to hear this, but you need to throw your uh, Apple or iPhone box away. You don't need it anymore." <laughs> and that's so true. But the box is so nice that I know a lot of people who still keep it, even though they never put the iPhone back in it. Um, thought that was humorous. Well, there's always those like hidden compartments underneath the 
you know, little board that the mm -hmm. actual um, electronic piece sits on. Yeah. And so you like take it out, but then you're like, oh, but there's instructions. Mm -hmm. Like, what if something happened? I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I, I'm like a total culprit of that, though. Mm -hmm. Like I have, dude, I have iPhones and you're looking at two of my MacBooks. The third is in the mail on the way to me. I got oh, the you, brand new. You bougie. Extra memory uh, MacBook Air. It's going to be dope. Wow. So I'll have two really good MacBook Airs. Great, and we're giving the third one away to one of you tots. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> they can Venmo me. <laughs> I can sell this, dude. I've sold stuff. like I've sold an iPhone one time that was literally split in two. And when I say split in two, I mean like front and back. Like you could see the guts of this thing. Mm -hmm. Sold it for, I, I started it on Craigslist for a hundy. Okay. And then I got multiple offers at a hundred and I was like, I literally texted them back and I was like, sorry, it's 150 now. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not. But uh, <laughs> keep in mind, pretty broken, 150 in cash. Yeah. Let me know. And so I like literally leveraged these people against each other and sold that split in half phone for 150 bucks. That's talented. Those parts must be valuable. Yeah, they're doing something. Yeah. But I've probably got hundreds of dollars in Apple equipment lying around that I need to. I need to send it to Jay Rodriguez, honestly. <laughs> really? Oh, man. Dude, he's always like, it's funny, like we were talking about it on John's bachelor party this last summer, mm -hmm. how he's always running schemes. And, you know, Jay is like a money making machine. Yeah. Um, he'll do, Costco will run a sale on, you know, iPhone 12s or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they'll have like a buyback purchase like he'll he'll run these schemes where he'll flip products he'll do yeah. all sorts of stuff sell it at a premium or get a bogo and then sell the second phone like at any point in time he'll have a hundred cell phones yeah that that's the hustle these days i i know they they do it for cell phones they've also been doing it for the new playstations and xboxes you hear that ambulance or the yeah. sirens i mean they're sending a wambulance <laughs> They're coming for you. Yeah, I don't know if the mics are picking that up or not, but um, yeah, it looks like somebody's dead on the street. No, <laughs> that's Dallas. <laughs> There's nobody dead on the street. That's a beautiful block. It is. We have security from Victory Park too that patrols this twenty four seven. That's really nice. Yeah, so it's kind of like an added bogo of being in the hood. Um, so dude, I'm after hearing the story of your proposal, I'm even more frustrated with myself and like just the breakdown in communication that occurred where close friends were going to be invited to like who, who made it of the close um, friends. So like Alec, Rochelle, Raul, um, and then a couple of Courtney's friends. Um, yeah. So I know I probably had worded it, weird whenever i saw you on christmas day but yeah my intention was that hey like i have a spot for you if you're able to make it um and then close family but you it's probably communicated to where you only heard family and uh so that was that was my mistake that's on me well i um did not feel good about not being able didn't. to have shared that experience with you um i was uh out of pocket in Las Vegas at the moment. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, cause I had texted you, uh, 
because I was like, hey, um, probably can't do the podcast this week. And you're like, oh, well, that's good because I'm in Vegas right now. <laughs> I'm like, so I take it you're not coming to the proposal. And you said, what? <laughs> and then you, yeah, you were like sick to your stomach. And I knew how badly you felt. And I felt badly that you couldn't be there, but I wanted you to know it's okay. And um, there will definitely be other milestones that we can be a part of for each other. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's no, like when you put it that way, it's like, uh, it's like a missed memory right there. Yeah. Um, and I just felt, I just felt terrible because I thought we'd completely communicated that whatever that was that we were discussing and with like the friends after party or whatever mm -hmm. was not going to occur. And so anyway, I, yeah, that part was correct. I, I, it must've been the miscommunication where I said that we're not doing anything after I am inviting people to the park if they, if they would like to come. Um, but after that, I'm just taking Courtney to dinner. So that's probably where the miscommunication was. And so I apologize again, but, um, yeah, well, no, I apologize. I forgiven. I freaked already. out. Yeah. So I, it was kind of last minute trip to Vegas and, mm -hmm. um, not gonna skirt around this it's not my typical practice to discuss this type of stuff uh, on the podcast so i'll be brief but sure your boy's been seeing someone <gasps> stop and um have a lot of fun do a lot of things and uh -huh. um last minute trips to vegas for new year's eve is one of them yeah uh i had told sierra her engagement party was supposed to go down in california that weekend and i had basically canceled on her the week prior and then she canceled the thing altogether mm. and we've been playing phone tag. We need to connect, but I canceled that trip and ended up, I think we flew out to Vegas on Tuesday Okay, and um, we ended up going earlier than we thought because we knew we wanted to be there through new year's Eve. But mm. at the same time I was like, she had never been to Vegas. Mm. So I was like, Oh cool. Like yeah. I've been a bunch like, this will be fun. I, I would love, I, I told her, <laughs> I was like, no matter what guy you come back to Vegas with in the future, you'll always remember that you came here first with Carson. There you go. So that was kind of my motivation throughout yeah. the entire process. Smart. And I like it, the play. I like the yeah. play. I respect it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, um, what was the whole point of that? Um, I, I told You're her in Vegas, I told her, I'd said, you don't want to be there for more than about 48 hours at a given time, especially yeah, if that's what people say, especially if you're gambling heavy, like mm -hmm. you just don't your sense of like day. If you're not going to day parties in like the summer, mm -hmm. your sense of like when daytime is versus nighttime is totally skewed, yeah. you know, cause you're in casinos, you're in clubs, whatever. Um, so anyway, she'd never been. So, you know, we ended up finding good flights on Tuesday. We were already return returning on a different flight on Friday. Mm -hmm. And so we ended up booking Caesar's Palace yeah. on Tuesday night, which it was interesting because we stayed at a couple new places for me. And so mm -hmm. it was good to kind of get the uh, the 411 and the consumer review on these places. But yeah. the first night stayed at um, at Caesar's Palace, which prime location on the strip, like right mm -hmm. next to, you know, Bellagio, um, close to Aria and Cosmo and just all the great casinos on the strip but wasn't that impressed with like their hotel oh yeah um caesar's is great um but just didn't have a whole lot to say i definitely yeah. gambled there in the past but had never stayed there it was just so so i think that there were restrictions due to covid on 
like there were no buffets open. Got it. There were limited, if any, performances. Like a lot of the like Carrot Top and um, uh, Mariah and a lot of those shows were like canceled or hiatus at the moment due to COVID or I don't know the holidays, whatever. Um, and room service was limited to like I think you had to order by nine p.m. in all of the hotels, oh. so they were at more limited capacity and service. Um, but the, the remaining two nights, the last two nights we stayed at Mandalay Bay Mm -hmm. and that was just a much nicer hotel experience. And, um, right. It's at the furthest edge of the strip. Mm -hmm. And so it's connected to, I I think another MGM property called Delano. And so the second night we went up to, um, we went up to Skyfall lounge on the 64th floor of the Delano and it overlooks the entire strip. That sounds awesome. It was, it was one of the coolest like Vegas experiences Mm -hmm. I've ever had. Yeah. Uh, To just get, I'd never seen the aerial view like that. And pretty impressive. Well, and it was just like, you could like hold court in there. Like it was like really loungy, like, you know, the long like booze with little cocktail tables and like just Mm -hmm. Florida glass, Florida, Florida ceiling glass windows uh, overlooking the strip and it was all lit up and yeah it was so cool nice that was one of the best experiences that's awesome we also went to a vanderpump cocktail garden mm-hmm. on new year's eve i was amazed that we could get in there it's back in caesar's palace okay and um she was all into it because i guess lisa vanderpump was like one of the original i think it was uh housewives of beverly hills or Orange mm. County. And so the Vanderpumps have like this, I guess, chain of like cocktail gardens or bar restaurants, something like that. And like LA and Vegas. And mm. they've done like reality shows out of those. So yeah, that sounds fun. One of the reality star managers was there or something to that effect. Yeah. That anyway. sounds like you guys had a blast. It was pretty fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Well, it was good, man. It was good. Um, again, hated to have missed. Uh, ah. And it it felt extra flippant on my part that I'm like in Vegas of all places. <laughs> it's not like I'm tending to my grandmother, you sure. know. I'm like no. I'm in Vegas. Yeah, you're good, man. It... I'm an a hole. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all. But Beg happy pardon, for Greg. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you. Uh huh. Yeah, man. Lots of fun. So, <laughs> what's been going on in the world? What's been going? Oh, in the world. Um. Uh. Well, we have a Anything new to presidential <laughs> uh record today. Trump. Trump got a world record for being impeached twice. You want to start back at <laughs> the day that this impeachment is stemming from? Yeah. And what's start up to this? Like, I was. I was not really privy to this the majority of the day, but it mm-hmm. kept trending on Twitter. I kept seeing things on like just every platform that you would walk by or website or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I didn't clue in until later in the afternoon and just was like as the footage unraveled of them like breaking into the Capitol yeah. and then the the splices and dices of Donald, Don Jr. and Giuliani like inciting the mm-hmm. crowd directly before and Trump saying, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. We're not going to win without strength as he drives away. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, oh. it was wild. Yeah. And the ensuing events Disturbing. are wild. And it's like, he got deplatformed, dude. Yeah. Like 
Five Real dead. Donald Trump will never be back on Twitter. Yeah. Good. And th- I mean, this goes back to months and months ago. And, and as I've been saying over the progressing months, words matter. The things that you say matter. It, you you can promote Trump. You can say that, oh, well, I love his policies. He's making me money. That's great and everything. At the end of the day, words still matter. And I believe that lives were lost that day because of Donald Trump. Um, yeah, I guess four or five people ended five, up dying. Five, including an officer. So all those that are saying blue lives matter and, oh, we're just fighting for freedom and everything. Uh, not looking good. No, it was a really bad look, and it was interesting to see the media's take on it where, you know, mainstream media was pretty much like, this is a coup, this mm-hmm. is uh, insurrection, um, this hasn't happened since uh, another uh, another country did it, like in the 1800s. Yeah. And it was the first time that American citizens have ever done it. And then you look at you look at more of the Fox news perspective and they started trying to just lop it in with like the BLM protests and sure. all that rioting and looting. And which, which at the end of the day, we didn't agree with any of that either. Right. Like you and I personally. Completely. I like. Yeah. I mean, we agreed with the protest, but not any of right. the rioting the peace, or looting. The peaceful part of it, but not whenever you're damaging and certainly not whenever, uh, people are being harmed. Um, exactly. And that's the, that's the most frustrating part for me is seeing all these people and this is on both sides. Like I'm saying both liberal uh, and right wing conservative is that they, I see a lot of people from both sides not taking accountability and they have their reasons for it, but they're saying, Oh no, this was justified, but look at what they're doing. Whenever both sides have done a lot that have been a lot that have, has been wrong. You know what I mean? Um, that's that's been pretty disheartening as I'm scrolling through my feed. Honestly, I haven't been on social media as much, especially like with my dad being in the hospital. I'm like, there's there's some more pressing matters in my personal life right now that I'm not going to give this too much thought or airtime in my head. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, it's definitely been frustrating to see. I guess the illusion of like him going easily and everyone just being decided on Joe Biden and reserved or elated at the fact that he was elected and would be, you know, president elect and mm-hmm. ultimately president um, after the election. Like we didn't experience like a big uprising and violence in the streets and all of this because Trump lost. And then they just saved it all up for January 6th. And if you look at some of the explosive stuff that happens on some of the right wing groups where they were organizing for this for weeks using apps like parlor and government officials involved too. I mean, yeah, it, it goes deep in all directions, but, um, you know, there were a lot of like true QAnon conspiracy theorists. Like this, a lot of those people, 99% of those people felt like the election was completely stolen. Yeah. Just kind of crazy. Yeah, kind of like how the liberals were saying that whenever um, Hillary lost, right? Or maybe not liberals, but left wing. Um, and it's like we, it's like there's uh, quote unquote snowflakes on both sides, and, and you, you know, you can't really take a loss. Um, 
I don't know. I, I just see a lot of people saying, oh, well, there's no proof that Trump had done anything illegal and, you know, he, he skirted it. Um, and that's fine. Maybe he's just kind of shady and he didn't do anything too crazy. But then whenever you look at Joe Biden and uh, the election there, there, there's just as much or just as little proof that the elections were rigged then, in my opinion. But I, I'm sure there's a lot more people that have read up on both sides and both situations compared to me. So what do I know? Well, I think we both know that like Trump has committed like the unpardonable, unpardonable sin mm -hmm. of just like just straight up and very consistently in many respects, just acting way below the office of president of the United States. Yeah. Like just not, I mean, and he did incite that, insurrection yes like he did incite that crowd the twitter feed leading up to that like most things were fact-checked most things had a you know little stipulation attached to them that mm -hmm. twitter was monitoring um he's just been brewing this and it's uh it's not statesmanlike no not you know all. it's like he could have even been the the smash mouth tough businessman new york guy you know up until a certain point in the presidency, but you have to like, he needs a bit more like Mitt Romney or, mm -hmm. you know, G dub in him in this moment yeah. to, uh, it, it's just disgusting, like his behavior and he's going to pay a big price because being locked out of social media for life essentially is. Yeah. Like, and, it, and it's several platforms. Um, and so a lot of people are saying, well, this is the end of free speech. And so I was kind of wondering, what your thoughts on all of that um, is, especially with you working in business and um, you've worked and are working on uh, platforms yourself. And I, I just kind of want to know from a business perspective and um, just where you stand on all that. I, I think that the freedom of speech stuff that was written into the constitution or amendments or whatever it is, um, <laughs> which shows how much I know, you know, you rode a horse back then mm -hmm. you took a buggy. The town square was, you know, there could only be maybe 150 people there from yeah. the village or the town or whatever. Uh, this is uncharted territories. Uh, the founders did envision technology. I do believe mm -hmm. in many ways they were men ahead of their time, but, you know, these are private companies, of course, uh, all of that goes yeah. without saying freedom of speech is under attack to a certain extent, but people are also using very extremist speech on both sides. And but ultimately, this is a bad example of that particular thing, because mm -hmm. I, I truly have to admit and denounce the fact that Trump's tweets and his verbal words were directly correlated leading to and influencing violence done by others yeah. like you know charles manson didn't kill all those people but he killed all those people yeah like trump is the exact same situation like when you and granted the media splices it in a convenient way for the viewers consumption mm -hmm. to arrive at a certain viewpoint but if you just take the raw cuts from like trump's speech giuliani's speech and don jr's speech goodness gracious like yeah. They it's could be arrested, you know, truly. Um, and I also find it funny that a lot of these news stations are like the end of free speech and they're reporting it on national television and still getting their message out. Um, 
I don't know. Like I, I, first of all, whenever you're setting up an account, you agree to the terms and conditions. And so, you know, the, the president, he never needed to use Twitter, um, to talk to the people, you know, he can, he can get from the podium or, or get on television and say what he had to say. And so I don't view him being blocked from Twitter as a means of, oh, we're never going to hear from this guy again because there are more professional outlets for him to talk from. Uh, it, I don't know. It's just, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's, I definitely don't think it's the end of free speech. I definitely think if you have the ability to stop someone from inciting violence whenever whenever they have a huge following and they will listen to what you say, you may have an obligation to stop that. And I, I think that's what a lot of these platforms have done. Um, so I'm not necessarily concerned with, you know, people taking away my freedom of speech. Um, you, you do have freedom of speech, but you also have the consequences that come after it. So I think this is an example of that. Yeah, I I don't know. It's kind of crazy to go search Donald Trump on Twitter and there's no account. You know, there's no like sad, you know, to go follow or mm -hmm. just look at on a daily basis or weekly basis, whatever your cadence is. But uh, I think that unfortunately his speech was just so closely instigating um, violence and debauchery and bad behavior like and, and he just showed no humanity throughout the entire thing. Like VP Pence was like literally in secret service custody in like a bunker. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if his family was with him or separated and under another detail, but people were apparently looking for him. And, you know, Trump had like basically thrown him under the bus that morning on Twitter saying it's all on you, buddy. Mm -hmm. And um, which was like inappropriate pressure that would have been just totally partisan. Yeah. on pen it would have caught it would have made him go against his morals right you know yep. in a very blatant blunt way and cause a huge chasm of course yeah but the fact that he never even checked in on pen pence he never called him whenever like he was like literally in fear for his life apparently mm -hmm. in this bunker like yeah it's just like any other president would have written a letter, sent flowers, no doubt. done whatever. He didn't check on the family. He didn't call Pence directly. Like, you know, they were talking to to Pence about trying to invoke the 25th Amendment and yeah. step in for Trump. Yes. You know, can we remove him from office? Like, I heard people, a couple narratives. Let's arrest him. Mm -hmm. um, let's impeach him. Let's 25th Amendment him. He's unfit for the duties of office. Like mm -hmm. Penn steps in for the last, I think it was 13 or 15 days at that point. Yeah. Um, but today they decided that moving forward with impeachment, yep. second impeachment, which apparently can, it can go past like the time that he's president. Like it doesn't just go away miraculously right. on because January 20th. I, I think it was moved that the decision for his removal it's going to be in like six days or something like that, which I don't know. It, like it, you said, it's it, the 13th. It, it, Joe Biden's inaugurated on January 20th. Yeah. So seven days. Right. Yeah. Next Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's interesting times.
But there's benefits that you get as president that I think if you get formally impeached that you would no longer have access to. And I think people are wanting him to not get those. It's crazy that he's going to bite his own. It he, he condensed his legacy from the jobs creating little tycoon man to all anybody is going to remember for the foreseeable future. They're just going to have that bad taste of like, you know, rural white people violence yeah. and like, you know, skinhead violence, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like nasty. Yeah. It's yeah. really unfortunate. Like all of his wounds were like totally self-inflicted, man. Like I swear <laughs> he picked oh, yeah. every That's- fight. How many times have we gotten on here and said, man, he would be doing so much better if he would just shut his mouth. He would have been headed off for his phone. inauguration, yeah. you know, taken back over. Yeah. But I don't know. Like ego, his ego, brand. Man. Well, and now he doesn't even have the Twitter handle. Like he can't promote things online. And also I downloaded parlor to see what this hype was about. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw that like Amazon and all of these services were about to discontinue their yeah. service to parlor in light of the fact that it was a great breeding ground for things leading up to the attack on the Capitol. Yeah. Which people are also calling the end of free speech. Well, we might need to talk about that because that might be a different deal, but um, I downloaded it, set up a profile, mm-hmm. you know, looked at Trump's, uh, profile all of that stuff saw the activity that had been going on just trying to get a feel for it and literally within hours uh the app was like shut down and you couldn't access it it because apple wouldn't let you i wanted to download it from apple before it was no longer available in the app store right but then amazon cut off its servers that were servicing the application in ios Mm. and so now if i log in like the feed can't update it's just all messed up and so Parlor is like, we're going to be down for a while. We're going to have to figure this out. Yeah. So that's. What are your thoughts on that? I don't know. Like, I, what are they saying? That it was just a breeding ground for insurrection and violence, essentially? Uh, that's the gist I got from it. But I had never interacted. I'd never downloaded it. Didn't. Um, I just kind of took it for what it was trending on Twitter for, which was what you just said. So I, I don't know much about it other than that. Listen, it, it was Instagram, Facebook, Reddit for more conservative ideologies mm-hmm. upon first take. Like, honestly, it had a feed. You could follow people. You could see what they were posting. It was almost like a. it could link over to like a more detailed post or something that could get upvoted. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just a matter of it's not the software. It's like, what is the brand behind the software and who is it catering to? Who yeah. is the ideal customer profile? So the fact that it, it had a great niche and backing from conservative voices and was skinned for apparently that genre. I don't know why, but it was. Um, it, it's problematic uh, because what this ultimately all boils down to and illustrates is that if Apple, Google, or Facebook shut you down, you're shut down. Right. Like, if if I can't, if I have a, an application that I've built for iOS and Android, and Google, which owns Android, and or is Android, yeah. and Apple, which is App Store, iOS, if they both shut me down, I can't you're do business. You're not getting business. the word out, yeah. It's essentially like they came and took my storefront away from me. Mm-hmm. So like, what are we, we're lying to ourselves with antitrust and some of these different factors that 
I mean, we have complete huge monopolies. Yeah. I mean, anyone can garner a lot of power just from social media now, like uh, in a less evil, you know, bad type of way. I mean, you see all these uh, TikTokers and YouTubers and everything just gain this mass following. Uh, Twitter users, you know, any celebrity can be like, hey, show up at this person or at this person or um, uh, report this person and all of their fans will go and do it, right? Just because they support the person that um, asked asked them of that. So I sometimes I wonder if we are, if, if we should be allowed to have that much power, but at the same time, I don't want to give up any freedom. Like I know I'm, I would never really misuse it. So I, I can't say that of everyone. It's, it's, it's a difficult, difficult situation. I'm glad that I don't have to be the deciding factor, but um, yeah, it's definitely made me think a lot more about freedoms and when someone should step in and uh, take some of that away. I don't know. It's hard because, I mean, these these are not all rights. Like, we're not we're lying to ourselves if we say that these are basic human rights to have access to Twitter. <laughs> yeah. You know how many humans are not on Twitter? Like, what do they say? Like, there's still a billion people that poop in the street or something like that. Like, Maybe. I haven't heard that, but I believe it. The, there's stats like that that would shock you that if you have a running car, you're in the top five or 10% of wealth in the world, you know, like stuff like that, that would just blow your mind. Mm -hmm. And we, we forget about that. And so, you know, is it your right to be on Twitter or parlor or whatever? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Like the, the, the biggest observation that I have for a lot of this is that if you are in technology and you can build a better system or a better toolbox for people to use, to build things mm-hmm. um, like an Amazon web services or something like that. Um, people are going to use it and you'll be a monopoly and you call the shots. If Amazon or Apple want to shut you down, you know, it's like you, it's like you're, it's like you're a deli that can't get uh, a lease. Yeah. Or, um, or like you're a restaurant and you just say no shoes, no shirt, no service, right? Like it's, they kind of make the rules on a much smaller scale. And if they don't agree with how you're acting or what you're dressing like, then do they, don't they have the right to kick you out or no? Well, it just, it just goes to show that, you know, I know that one little kid with his toy channel made $30 million on YouTube or whatever, but here's the thing. When your stool, when your revenue stool is wobbly and you're getting $30 million from YouTube and $0 from anywhere else, mm-hmm. you got a problem, buddy. <laughs> if YouTube ever doesn't like you or goes away or changes the way that they monetize videos and audience, you're screwed. Yeah, there goes the you've got level. one client and that's YouTube, yeah. even though you've got billions of clients within YouTube. Mm-hmm. So your distribution partner is one channel or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder how it's going for Rogan. Like, I have not been listening to the podcast hardly as much, if at all, Yeah. with the total transition to Spotify because I'm not on Spotify all the time. It's not yeah. my preferred, you know, medium. I don't even have the app anymore, so. Yeah. Well, between Budden and. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. But Yo, uh, have you still been listening to Budden? No. He had Fauci on like Oh, last I did. Week I did or, see that yeah. he had him on, but yeah. I didn't check it that out. That was pretty cool. I'm so, so sick of Fauci. <laughs> I know, but I. I 
I feel like it brought even more credibility to the podcast. That's all. Um, no, yeah, I mean that's yeah. a high profile thing. Yeah, so that was Fauci's cool. just like doing the media circuit. He's oh, yeah. on Budden. Come yeah. on, <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. Is he on Infowars cool. next? <laughs> yeah, maybe you'll hit up Theo Vaughn. Yeah, he'd be like, "Yo, man, so you're up there all masking up and stuff." We used to have a little boy I grew up with. <laughs> he wear a mask made out of a raccoon. We were giving vaccines to each other every other Thursday. <laughs> Bro, the stories from his high school and stuff yeah. are just the trippiest. He's there's no one like him. He's such an oddball. Um, but if you guys have never listened to Theo Vaughn this past weekend podcast, he's wild. He's a uh, yeah, just interesting dude. I find him so he's so funny. So I want to send a shout out to all the people that especially around the insurrection and the coup hit us up. Like, can't wait to hear your thoughts yeah. on this. I know Raul, uh, David yeah. Richardson, Heston, a bunch of people had reached out. Yeah. I know that we didn't really do all that justice tonight because we're just not as real time with it. So right. I think we have fewer, uh, fewer um, minuscule thoughts and just a more, a couple overarching ones. And yeah. sorry to not do that segment justice, but overall, I'm just kind of disgusted by what happened. Yeah. And I, mean, I hold Trump to be really the large blame holder in that situation. And yeah, and I, we don't always agree or see eye to eye on some of these things. But you and I, I mean, from what you said, I back 100 percent like that's exactly how I feel. And I don't know if there is much more to be said. I have heard rumors that on Inauguration Day um, that a lot of, I guess, around the United States, like people are trying to hit up every capital or at least that's what was initially planned. And it might've died down after seeing how um, this last rise or coup has. I think happened, that's but... part of the reason why parlor was shut down is because of mm -hmm. the threat to go to the U S capital and all 50 state capitals. Yes. Yeah. So um, if you haven't heard that rumor, you might want to look that one up and there's a little insider information for you, but. Um, yeah, security is definitely going to be heightened that day. Oh, and Airbnb. Oh, yeah. Did you hear about that news? Yeah, they canceled DC reservations yeah. for inauguration week. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think it's smart. Well, like a lot of people in the travel industry knew that something was going down in Washington, DC, because people were coming in from all over the world, basically, to yeah. go to this like March for Freedom or whatever it was mm -hmm. that they'd skinned and put together. Yeah, March for Freedom. And then kill a police officer with the american flag so there was like confederate flags in the oh the yeah Capitol. they were hanging those up and that's i just know so many people and uh i just know so many people were saying oh yeah they're fighting for their freedom and everything whenever you have this violence going on and then those same people were posting crap about colin kaepernick taking a knee during a football game and you're saying uh that he's being incredibly disrespectful just I, I just find that mentality so ridiculous. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's team team tribal mentality, and if you go off of the basis of well, they did this, right? You'll it, it's never ending because you'll always have a rebuttal or a retort, um, you know, a reaction. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's yeah. don't care what side you're on. If you're causing damage, if you're hurting people, causing physical. Uh, damage or, or people are dying over this, then you're in the wrong. I don't care what side you're on. You're in the wrong. A hundred percent. And 
Trump has like disgraced the office in the last, uh, you know, many people would say for years, you know, I'm more fiscally conservative, very much more socially liberal. I liked some of the stuff that he did. Mm-hmm. I'm I, at this point, I'm like very done with him because the, he can do me no good. Um, y- you know, he's got no more power. You know, he's totally been incendiary um, as he's gone out. And the fact that like the fact that he can't be a bigger man and a, you know, a statesman, he's not even attending the inauguration. It's like so petty. It's so petty. Like every other president has left a note. They've welcomed you to the White House during the transition. And his whole thing was saying, oh, everybody that is going after me, they're just weak or they're soft and everything. And it's like he's the most soft dude ever telling people to charge the Capitol while you're driving the other way or not showing up for the inauguration and not being able to take a loss like a man. Like (sighs) he's just burned so many bridges and there's so many Republicans that will distance themselves from him and already have and are doing so in the moment that, you know, who are these people that are really Trump people? Mm -hmm. Like there's people that voted for Trump. There's like, normal people that voted sure. for Trump, but then there's people that there's are like a Trump backers, there's like a MAGA people. Yeah. And like, what is going on? Yeah. Like straight up is it's scary. Well, it, it's a sense of all of this is heightened because of COVID. And I saw a great take on this. Uh, I think it was from uh, crystal and Sagar on rising the hill. Okay. Um, Google or YouTube rising the hill. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's my favorite way to digest meaty news topics yeah. from, you know, two people that are on both sides of the aisle, but very pragmatic and realistic in their approach. Mm-hmm. Um, forgot what they had said and what I was going to say <laughs> about it. Um, Just about uh, Trump and uh, oh, and COVID. Oh, that COVID the reason why so many people are in MAGA and like doing this stuff and like available to go do, you know, a storm, let's storm the Capitol today on like a Tuesday or whatever. Yeah, They're working from home They're or not working at all. You know, they've been forced to shut down their restaurants. They are not allowed to go to church. They're not allowed to go to yoga or therapy. They're not allowed to go to any of their normal communal events that would give them community, well-being, uh, happiness, relationships, and feed you know their emotional sustaining needs Mm -hmm. so all of that is being stripped away and you know one of the main outlets that they might have in the conspiracy theory chat room that they're in is to go meet up and do this storm the capital type thing same thing with like blm for instance like Mm -hmm. a lot of these affected populations are the types that lost jobs during covid or didn't fare as well as some people that if you worked on a laptop and you're on zoom all day you know, pre-COVID, you're probably doing okay or even better during COVID. Right. But if you weren't, which is, you know, the that, the vast majority of us when you think about it. Yep. So it, it's a breeding ground for anytime you have economic, you know, disparity turmoil. and turmoil and uncertainty mixed with like election uh, stuff. And, you know, it, 2020 was a bloody year. We, we forget what all happened, but like, you know, George Floyd was like 2020. Yeah. Yeah. It already seems like it's been memorialized and uh, canonized so much that it's like, dude, that was mere months ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot to take in. And um, 
my heart goes out to anybody who's hurting or, you know, actually worried about their freedoms on both sides. I just see a lot of people becoming the things that they hate. Like, and that's, that's just extremely disheartening. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I have much more to say on that, but I think that if you're banned from most of these platforms, for most of the stereotypical reasons, you probably deserved it and you had one coming and you probably had warnings. And if you were just a normal person that even had some out there ideas that you espoused or, you know, stated in a thoughtful way, um, you're, you know, yeah, I'm sorry, Rhonda on Twitter, like your freedoms are not going to be taken because you voiced your opinion and said, yeah, you know, Trump 2020, like, right, right, Rhonda, <laughs> I, I, no, <laughs> uh, nobody cares about your statements. Okay. <laughs> your freedoms are not going to be taken away. Well, and it's not like your freedom of speech is totally evaporated. Your ability to post on your favorite little social media network in this forum because it already has my friends mm -hmm. and it's got my emoji stickers in there and people like what I have to say on this one. They don't like my Instagram, but they love my Facebook. Mm -hmm. They always give me likes and heart emojis. You know, if your access to that platform is cut off with your feedback loop and you get notifications just the way you like it, go develop it yourself. Right. Like or guaranteed access to a private like it's not a, I guess a publicly traded company, but mm -hmm. still don't eat that. Don't eat at that restaurant. Don't shop at that store. Like you have other options. And if you don't, if you're blocked from all of them then that's on you, boo boo, like yeah, you but probably that's a, did something to deserve it. That's a great way to demonstrate the analogy because how many different restaurants are out there? A lot. There's so many mom and pops, yeah. one, one offs, hole in the walls, chains, all different types. Mm -hmm. There's, thousands and millions of restaurants out there billions yeah. there are how many social media options that offer kind of the bread and butter basics that people are going to want sure i get what you're saying yeah like so don't mess up yeah watch yourself <laughs> it's that simple all right man yeah I, I could quit here okay we talked a lot yeah I, I want to circle back that thank you for your congratulations. I am excited about what's occurring. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. She's very lovely. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been a wild ride thus far. <laughs> I'm very happy for you. Thank you. And Courtney. Congratulations to Courtney, who's not listening. <laughs> um, any talks about wedding dates? Um, you know, we've talked about at the end of this year. We've talked about at the end of next year. Okay, so it's, oh yeah, um, because of COVID, you know, a lot of people that were going to get married last year they've pushed it back this year. Um, we've only recently started talking about venues and looking at that, and um, I want to make sure that she doesn't get stressed out and trying to pack everything into the next few months to make it happen and still not get the wedding that she wants. And so that's just something that we're going to have to look at together. I think we're going to look at some stuff over the weekend and just try to start getting into the planning but it, it it could be somewhat soon it could be a little while longer so that's just something that her and i have to talk about a little further all right but yeah we we definitely have already uh, been googling venues and different things like that um, yeah so we're it's gonna be good it's gonna be fun 
Well, mixed feelings and vibes going out to your household. Yes. Man, congratulations on the life that you have un- unraveling in front of you with Courtney. It's going to be amazing. I'm Absolutely. really happy for both of you. And Thanks. at the same time, sustain prayers and thoughts for your dad. Yep. Keep them coming. Um, I won't even hate if you guys do some prayer circles or whatever. <laughs> so um, in all seriousness, I, I do really appreciate everyone reaching out. Uh also, I haven't mentioned their names in a while. Dylan and Katie, I know both of you um, were wondering where the episodes were and we're checking in and um, also wanting some updates on my dad. So I really appreciate you guys. Um, there's a lot of people who don't listen to this podcast that have been reaching out and it's just meant the world. Um, I hope to come back next week with even better news. And uh, if not, you guys know where I stand now. So regardless, I'm not going to be eating crow or anything next week. Let's put the power of Malaysia to the prayer chain. <laughs> we got Malaysia back, by the way, in hey. the last episode. So oh, Russ, roll, roll Taylor off. Swift. Yeah, Taylor EPs. Swift, uh, Kanye West. Um, <laughs> Push a T. Yeah, Joe Biden, Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> all of them. Roaring Parks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's up? Um, yeah. You're uh, welcome for the referral traffic. <laughs> Celine Dion, that's yeah. the one that was. So Mariah Carey, Ursha yeah. Raymond. Perfect. Britney Spears. Ludicrous. Yeah. All right. Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Yo, that's that's 500 views right there. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll catch y'all up next week. Bye-bye.